0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church podcast. Praise God, you may be seated. Open your Bible to Yes, Amen. If you knew yes, how do they know This is our driving scripture this year. Is it up? Ready? Read. We are looking at firsts. One, when God says first, Jesus says first. What does He mean? Have you know the enemy will make sure that you will have all kinds of other priorities. Have you noticed? You can even in your own personal life make a decision. You know what? From Monday, I'm going to. Have you know by Wednesday, you, you you forgot. I forgot that I even decided I'm going to do that. Have you ever been through that? Like by the time, oh, I said I was going to start, but Monday came and went. And so you realize if these things are going to happen, they're going to have to happen on purpose. They don't just happen by default. So if Jesus is saying, seek first, there is a decision you and I make. And so we want to know what is He consider first? What are the firsts that we are looking at in the kingdom of God? Because, yeah, it's very evident that if you make that kind of decision, The life you're looking for, that really the whole world's looking for, Jesus said, will be added to you. Hallelujah. It's automatic. That's what he says. These things will be added to you. You don't have to try and get them. Is that good news? Praise God. And so last Sunday evening, those that were here, we looked at it this morning, John 17, verse 1. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, And said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Everybody say eternal life. Now what is eternal life? Jesus says in verse 3, this is eternal life. That they may know you, the only true God, And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Eternal life is not just about living in heaven one day. Jesus said eternal life begins with knowing God. That word knowing is more than knowing about Him or even knowing that God exists. It is an intimate knowledge of God. And this morning we looked into who the eternal God is. Because in knowing Him... Jesus says, I have glorified you on the earth. I finished the work which you have given me to do. Verse 4. Verse 5. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself. Listen to this now. With the glory which I had with you before the world was. In other words, this glory existed before the world even existed. So everything that we see, how did this all come to pass? How did it happen? Well, it happened because God created it. And Jesus existed before that. And now he's in the earth and he's praying. And he says, now I'm going back to that glory. But I existed before this was even created. Before Light be was said already existed. Now I want you to keep that concept in your mind, just underline in your Bible, make a note of it, because we're going to have a look at that tonight, it's going to start us on an amazing journey over the next two weeks, the next two weeks, you do not want to miss one session, I mean this morning, thank you Jesus, I I tell you, I'm going to get that message, why? Because I was speaking from my spirit. I, when I was praying this week, I was saying, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for, for 30 years. You think, you know, you know what you're doing. And I do. I, I thank God for His grace. I don't have to trust in my own natural ability. But that message this morning was, was one of the first times I went to God. I know what you're trying to say to me. i got it. I can see it. I can close my eyes and see it. But I'd have to use tongues to explain it. Now you want me to put it in English. I mean, I could have spent 40 minutes this morning just speaking in tongues, and those that can understand, would understand it. But Paul said, that's useless, because if those, you know, how can someone say amen, unless they can hear what you say? So, praise God, we are speaking about supernatural things, but using a natural language. So already, if you're going to talk about the fourth dimension, you realize that's already beyond what our natural mind, because our natural mind, if we're not born again, can only perceive the natural. That's why so many people struggle with who is God, and if, if everything was created by God, well, then who created Him? That's a three-dimensional question. That, that's assuming there's a start and end to everything. Everybody, even atheists, will admit there was a start to this. Are you with me? There, there was a beginning to this. But what happened in the beginning? Doesn't necessarily mean the one who created has to have a beginning. That's what we're looking at. Because we saw there in Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning God. So before the world was, there's God. Who is this God? And that's where we were introduced to Al Olam. Everybody say Al Olam. Now that is a Hebrew word. And the word El means God. We see it in Genesis 21, verse 33. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and they're called on the name of the Lord the everlasting God. Those two words, everlasting God, is El Olam. El is God, Olam is this everlasting word. Now, that Olam, when we talk about it from the Hebrew, it's Strong's number 5769. It means to be concealed. Everybody say concealed. That is the vanishing point. Generally, time out of mind, past or future, that is practically what we would say, eternity. So like anything, when we define any word, the purpose of a dictionary is so that we're all on the same page. When I say tree, I would assume you would think tree. You're thinking of a thing with a... Trunk and branches. Are you with me? Now, if someone doesn't agree with that, they got another definition. we we got a communication problem. And that's part of why the world's gone crazy today. Redefining simple things that you go, but it's obvious. And then, you, you know, and we've got to make sure that we stay with what God says. It's not just our opinion of a word. So when it comes to eternity... We do understand if you're thinking in terms of natural, even if somebody doesn't know or someone doesn't, if they believe, well, you know, we're just a bunch of cells that came together and somehow we got a cognitive thought because of firing of electrons and chemicals. And then, but one day pfft, it just stops and I'm in a grave. I won't even know I'm dead and, you know, and everything goes on and everything carries on as usual. Even if someone knows that, their concept of eternity is, you know, well, earth and everything was created billions of years ago. And, you know, that, even that before that, what was. But when you talk about eternity from the perspective of an eternal being, we're talking outside of these three dimensions. That's where we introduced the concept of fourth dimension. It's not a weird concept, it's not something, it's just simply saying that outside of this natural world there is a spiritual realm. It's not a spooky place. It's not just some cloud in heaven where fat babies shoot you know bows and arrows. No, it is a very real existence. You know, what did God do before He created the world? He lived. He existed, but in all of his creation, he could find no one, nothing amongst all his angels and all his creatures that he could really fellowship with. He wanted a family, not just beings that flew around his throne shouting, holy, holy, holy all day. He wanted a family. And that's where he said, let us make man in our image. And then he birthed a place for us to dwell in. And that, when he said, light be, became that domain that we now live within. But God never intended for us just to live within these three dimensions, limited by three dimensions. Because Adam, in his fullness of operating in the earth, when he was working in the earth, God said to him, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Take dominion. What's he saying? What you are living in right now, this little small piece of real estate, look around you, you see this perfection. It's not like we're trying to get back to perfection. Eden was perfection. It was a stamp of heaven. And God said, what you see here, take what I've done and propagate it throughout all the earth. And if man continued propagating and doing what God said, Throughout all the earth. How many realize if Adam never failed. If he never sinned. There would be no curse. His body would never break down. He would still be alive today. So all the people that have ever passed on. Would still be alive. All serving God. Eventually we would run out of real estate. On this earth. Eventually it would be packed. Isn't that right? That's why you hear some people talking about. There's too many people living on the planet. That is not. A three di- that's not a God problem yeah. because what happens when you run out of earth oh well, what did God do he took something that's formed without void yes, and, and he made it yes. into an habitable place yeah. he says now go do the same yes. what do you think all the planets out there are for yeah. think God creates things for no reason no they're all waiting yes. are you here and who could live on a planet like that Well, people said that about when they first moved in. You got a city and then over the mountains, bush. You don't go, Oh, it's bush, we can't live there. You go in and you clear the bush and you and you put in services and you put in water and you put in electricity. Isn't that right? We know how to do that on the next next piece of estate. So what's the difference between going from one planet to another planet? No, I haven't lost anybody yet. (laughs) But what happened? The man failed right at the beginning. And now God says, as a result of that, you've dropped down into these three dimensions. Now you're limited, and this earth's going to fight you. And everything's going to be done in pain and toil. It wasn't because of God. It's you chose to be limited into the three dimensions. So the moment anybody asks the questions, tries to debate God or the concept of a God and all of that, what they're doing literally is limiting themselves back into three dimensions. They're trying to make God on their level. And that's where idols are created. Because at least I can identify that thing I made. I can see it. I can touch it. And, no, but God is this eternal God that he created us to live and dwell with and experience. But we had got so far from him that what he did is he sent his son into the earth. From that which is invisible. Notice, it's the vanishing point. That which is concealed. Well, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. Not seen. Not things that don't exist. Things that are not seen. And so when we talk about time out of mind, past or future, that's talking about time as we know it, which was a created thing. But praise God, there in heaven, things do progress but it's not along the timelines that we know. See, here's the thing, I don't wanna get too deep or too lost in it, you can't get lost in it, but I've spent a lot of time in this, so I just gotta make sure I stay with tonight's assignment. But when you look at time the way God sees it, is God can bend time, he can turn time back to front, he can invert time, he can make yesterday be tomorrow, You getting this? You can pray and for God to do something. How many you know sometimes things are triggered? Yesterday something was triggered and it was going along and the enemy's meant it for your destruction. You can pray and God can change that yesterday situation so it goes in a different direction. He can change your yesterday. you got to get a hold of these things. Stop thinking. About this is done. It's past. It's over. Because I can trust God that He takes the supernatural. What about? Remember, one day Philip was out there. And he's busy walking along, and here comes a chariot, and the chariot runs runs past him. Now, a chariots riding at horse speed, right? What happens? Philip sees he's reading something. Oh, hang on, I know that. That's the Word of God. And he runs and he catches up with the guy and he's running next to the chariot and having a casual conversation. What's that you're reading? Do you mind if we discuss it? Can you stop maybe? Because I'd like to get in with you. And eventually the guy pulls over. Well, you we might as well get up yeah. And they expounds the Word of God and he gives him the gospel. And then next moment, that man on the chariot says look here's water what hinders me from being baptized now you can look at it this way if you don't agree with me that's fine I've said many times before these are just concepts if you like them keep them enjoy them but if you don't put it aside we can still be friends but you studied out that which happened was in Gaza and there's no big lakes and so look here's water where was the water before Now there's enough water to be baptized in. Are you getting this? So he gets down. Someone says, but the water probably was always there. Okay, enjoy. So I'm talking about the ability to say, I can trust God for supernatural things. I'm not gonna limit my God so what am I doing? I'm renewing my mind. If that's a supernatural book given to us by a supernatural God who does supernatural things and then says, you can do the same things I did and greater, I'm going to say, let me trust for supernatural wherever it is. So now this supernatural is I'm going to constantly be pressing for supernatural. Hallelujah. See, I want to be in a place where, even John said, the things that Jesus did—he did, he spoke, and he <laughs> did miraculous things—and he, you know, and he said, if if we try and record everything that he did, there's not enough books in the world to contain it. You know what that tells me? Jesus didn't do a miracle here and there and over here. In other words, if you go to the Bible, you can count them out. You can write them down and you're going to get X amount of miracles. That was not all that Jesus did. He literally lived this way. And John Venture says, how are we ever going to record all of that? So he chose specific moments to write down. But praise God, that's the way we want to live is constantly trusting God for that supernatural to happen. How do you say amen to that? So, when we talk about this time, yes, Philip, he's now baptized the guy, and he comes out the water, you happy? Yes. He gets in his chariot, rejoicing, off he goes. And Philip says, well, I may as well keep going. And he starts walking, and the Bible says, bang, next moment he's in the next town. look at me in that tone of voice. Read your Bible sometime. Go read it. It's in there. That's exactly how it's recorded. It didn't say, and in the process of time, he got to the city. No, next moment, he's in the city. I said, next moment, he's in the city. Next moment, he's in the city. They were in the lake, and they're traveling on the boat, and immediately, they were on the other side. That's the terminology used. They're in the boat. They're busy going, and immediately, they're on the other side. Boom, boom. See, God has a way of short-circuiting time. There's beyond natural time. See, we raised. you know, Our kids are excited about Christmas. Only 12 more sleeps. Only 11 more sleeps. Only 10 more sleeps. And I'm here to tell you, there's no more sleeps. Are you ready for immediate? How many could do with some sudden leaves? But are you expectant? Is that what you trust in God for? Because oh, yes. we serve Elohim, El yes. the one who's outside yes. of time. Yes. One who's always existed. Yes. Eternity, that's beyond what the mind can see. Time out of mind. Everybody say time out of mind. Time out of mind. Hallelujah. See, Psalm 90, verse 1, Lord, you've been our dwelling place for in all generations before the mountains were brought forth. See, there's constantly this before the world was. You have been, you formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. We're talking about olam to olam. Let your this, this little pea brain limited by natural laws. Natural understanding. No ways of conceiving the fullness of God. It has to be received by faith. So eventually I go, okay, God, I give in to the concept of eternity. And the moment you do, you find out there's another eternity. <laughs> what? No, no, read it. Read it for what it says. Psalm 90 verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, ever or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. You'll find that over and over and over. We are growing our faith to faith. We're rising from glory to glory. Every time you think you've arrived, there's something else. When you think you've reached the end, there's more. When you think you've got enough, there's over and above. Oh, come on. You've got to give Jesus praise. When you think you are at your happiest life, couldn't get better, there is more. I said there is more. Everybody shout out more. Isaiah 57, 15 tells us he inhabits eternity. Isaiah 40, verse 29, 8. He's the everlasting God. And his understanding is unsearchable. Isaiah 43 verse 10. He is God before me. There was no God formed. Nor shall there be after me. He is the I am. Isaiah 44 verse 6. Thus says the Lord the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first. I am the last. Besides me there is no God. No, he says I am the first and I am the last. Sometimes I'm at the front of the row, and then other times I visit the back. I had a discussion with one of my brothers here this morning. He said, you know, when Solomon filled the temple, when God filled the temple of Solomon, was that all of God? Because if God's in heaven and you know he's eternal, what what is that? And as he asked that, the Holy Spirit answered in me, and I just having gone through Olam. That we are not limited by time. Yes. We're not limited by space. Yes. Question. Are you born again? Yes. You work with me now. Yes. Are you born again? Yes. So, where does Jesus dwell? Let me ask you. Where does Jesus dwell? But he's in my heart. Yes. Hello. Yes. See, now, you try and explain that in natural. If you've got a ball... And it's in that bucket. What's in this bucket? See, we can't, that ball must either be that bucket or this bucket. But here's the thing you have God in His fullness. And you notice when you speak to Him, you got His full attention. How many of you have ever spoken to someone, you're in conversation with them, but you can see they're not really focused? They're over there. there. Uh Uh, And you kind of, uh, hello. Have you ever been talking to someone and the phone goes and they say, "Excuse me, uh, aren't we talking?" How have you had that? See, we limited to one or the other, one or the other. Meanwhile, when you get together with God, a day is a thousand years. A thousand years is a day. You and I might sit and have coffee for an hour, and we will recall more or less an hour of fellowship. Meanwhile, you can be with God for five minutes, and it feels like an eternity. How have you ever had that happen? It's like... It's just, you you know, time just wasn't time anymore. And He gave you the fullness and He was speaking to you like you the only person that exists on the planet. But at that exact moment, He was talking to me in my study. This is God. He can be at the first and the last. We cannot even begin to understand this concept using the natural mind. So how can we ever begin to debate whether God is or was and who was before and how? No. He is. It's His name as He told Moses. I am. Family, that just settles any argument. God, who are you? I am. Okay, so where would you come from? I am. What gives you the right to be God? I am. <laughs> Who's going to have a challenge? The Most High God. See, the devil tried it. That's Because people say, did God create evil? No. The, the, the devil was originally Lucifer. And that Lucifer was created to carry the anointing. And he had a wonderful position in heaven. But the Bible says iniquity was found in his heart. What was that? He saw God and somehow, He thought, You can take on Al Olam. I will be like the Most High God, Al Elyon. I will ascend his hill. I will take his throne. See, that's pride. The moment that pride kicked in, and he thought, I can do this, I can be like God, boom! Within Jesus said it was like lightning. Game over. You want to take on Al Olam? Not me. He's God. I said he is God. And if he is God, he gets to write the book. We don't get to debate it. Can I get a bigger amen? Hallelujah. Look at Psalm 102. Psalm 102, verse 24. I said, oh my God, do not take, away, take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generations. Of old, you laid the foundation of the earth. Where did this all happen? Where did it come to pass? God laid the foundation. And the heavens are the work of your hands. Now listen to this. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak, and you will change them. Doesn't the word say heaven and earth will pass away and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And they will be changed. But you are the same. Your Your years have no end. Your years have no end. I said your years have no end. See, we count 2024, 365 days. Run out of 365, we change the number. Our year ended. God's years have no end. Well, why years? Because, you know, if you're saying years, surely the one must have ended to start another one. No, all his years are together. I can tell I'm messing with people's heads. See, you're just going to have to get to the point. Where Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. This is not natural logical knowledge. Faith. What is faith? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Without faith it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe. Believe what? I am. Just believe He is. Yes, but no, stop. Didn't say believe He is and then explain. Believe, believe He is. Believe He is. Believe He is. That's faith. See, even these atheists that come up with the knowledge, well, no, there is no God and blah, blah, blah. You've got to have more faith to be an atheist than to be a believer. Because where did this come from? If, if there is no God, well, it came from the Big Bang. Okay, what's the stuff in there? Yes. That stuff that exploded, where did that stuff come from? Well, it was nothing. you telling me nothing, nothing was nothing, and nothing happened to nothing, and then when nothing happened to nothing, nothing became bang, and then bang, made stuff. <laughs> and that stuff in this huge explosion... Chaos, bam, chaos, just chaos, explosion. Yeah. Coursing from this little dot into a universe and in that chaos somehow just uh, stuff came together and this stuff hit this stuff and that stuff hit this stuff and that stuff hit that stuff and and, and all of a sudden we know there's something that can now produce and multiply, and make something like itself, and we can now have thought, and we can work out one plus one is two, and that happens, just chemicals, it's just a bunch of stuff rammed together by accident. What kind of faith do you have to have to believe that? Hello. It's like blowing up a library, and when everything settles, there are all the works of Shakespeare perfectly written they weren't even in the library. It was something else. Are you with me? No, no family, God. When are we going to get to the place when we just say, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to this brain, this mind, that has been locked in three dimensions all my life, get to a place where you say, no, from today, I believe you are. That's it. You, God, you wrote the book. You said it. I believe it. Have you noticed how many of the religions, you name a religion out there, not all of them now, of course, is a very sweeping statement, but a lot of them, they may have their prophets, they may have their philosophers, and they all refer to Jesus. They'll say, you know, we don't believe the Jesus of the Bible, but he did exist, he was a great prophet, or... In Buddhism, he found the enlightenment. He was yes, there was a Jesus, but he found enlightenment like all of us. Uh, there was a Jesus, but he was also a prophet. And, you know, and they all refer to Jesus. So you have to ask yourself because not all these all these religions refer to the other prophets. Are you with me? You don't find Buddha in all the other religious works, uh, and etc. 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 But Jesus shows up in all of them. So they, 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 they are saying there was a Jesus. And they're saying he was a good man. So he has the question, either he was a lunatic or he was a good man. Was he a madman? No, he was a prophet. Oh, so as a prophet, he has to be honest. He has to be true. He has to be accurate. Yes? So let's go talk to him. So you believe in all of this and Jesus. You, this religion, believe in all of this and Jesus. You, in this religion, believe all of this and Jesus. Well, let's all go and speak to Jesus. Now, who do you say I am? And he says, I am. I am. Who should I say sent me? I am. The way, the truth, the life, not one of or an alternative. You all agree I'm true? I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Settled. Come on, give Jesus praise if you can get a hold of that. Your years have no end. Hebrews chapter 1, look at verse 10. You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. That was the opening statement speaking over Jesus after he's raised from the dead. And you keep reading through Hebrews, you get to without faith. It's impossible to please God. Believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17. Now to the king, eternal. Now you have a deeper understanding of Olam. You are the king, eternal. Immortal. Invisible. To God who alone is wise. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's have a look at Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. Everybody say the beginning and the end. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come. From the seven spirits who are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ the faithful witness. The firstborn. Everybody say first the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth, to Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood and has made us Kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, A.M. And he speaks and says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning. And the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. When was the beginning? God. When is the end? God. Who is God? He is the I Am. There is no beginning and end. He is the beginning and the end. Your entire existence exists within Him whether you believe it or not. You exist because He is. Come on, give him praise. Hallelujah. (laughs) Revelation chapter 10 verse 5. The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives. How long? Forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are in it. The earth and the things that are in it, and the sea, and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. See, family God, once we understand this, and we know who our God is, I've been quoting it all night, I'm going to let us read it now. Hebrews 11 verse 6, Without faith it is impossible to please Him. Or well, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Why would we need to diligently seek God? You know, people say, I was a drug addict and I was a this and I was a, And then I found God. You found God? He wasn't lost. See, there's an arrogance in that. No, I'm not saying they're arrogant. It's a misunderstanding. Because this God, who exists in eternity, who knows all things, saw you in the miry clay. And He came down. And He reached down. He found you. And He got you. And He picked you up and brought you out. And He cleaned you up. He took out the stony heart and put in His heart. He took that which was meant to destroy you and He took it out of your life. He totally annihilated anything the curse could do against you. He took your mind and has given you His Word to renew it. He has taken you. He has given you eternal life. In Him we move and have our being. How do you believe that? How do you know you're saved? Because it had nothing to do with, you. He saved you. Well then why would I think he would hold anything back from me? Why am I still trying to do stuff to trick him into blessing me? He's already blessed you. This almighty God who has everything, why would he hold anything from you? We the ones that get in the way. Because when you know your God, you get to the scripture in Ephesians. Have a look at this. Ephesians chapter one, verse three. "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. who has blessed us with every, every." Your blessing is not that house, that car, that job. This is fourth dimensional blessing. He's blessed you with every blessing that this fourth dimension has to offer. Every spiritual blessing. Where? In heavenly places. Where? How many of you are in Christ? Say, this is me. Just as He chose us. He chose you. He did. He chose you. The moment you chosen, you set apart. He chose us in Him. When? When? Before your mom and dad even had a twinkle in their eye. You think your dad and mom decide, let's have a baby. You think that's when you thought about? No. Before God even said, "Light be." He already existed. He saw you here, sitting here today. He saw you here before He even said, let there be light before the foundation of the world. And He saw me and He knew He was sending Janine and me to plant this church so that you would land up sitting here. Now, you put that together. When I think of the way Janine and I met, I grew up in Cape Town, she grew up in Johannesburg. How is it possible that people from two different parts of the world, two different upbringings, come together and create all this? Yeah. <laughs> and children's children. There's people on the planet that are breathing today. You've got children. Because of someone you met. Yes. Not everybody here, but a lot of us. Yes. There are children alive today that are now having children. Yes. That only exist because we were brought together. Yes, together. How do you put together, you start looking at the thousands of people. And the, the ways we could cross paths yes. and come to yes. part. And bring and bring and, uh, and uh, uh, put it all together. And here you are in the most blessed moment of your life. Amen you know this is more than just luck that brought us together. This is El Ola who saw all of that and began to put it into motion. He chose us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Family, the more this revelation grows in me, I realize the things that messed my life up. Yes, the devil tried to influence us, but we got to get beyond blaming the devil. I did stupid things. And if Jesus sought necessary, this eternal. Olam, El Olam, could leave that throne of eternity and step down into the three-dimensional world he created so that he could be put on a cross he designed and have nails slammed through his hands with steel that he spoke into existence. And let them use a hammer that he gave the wisdom to make. And still look at them and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what I know. He's not asking us to understand eternity. He's inviting us, just accept me if you accept me I will clean you I will change you I will place my spirit in you he will take you to where you need to be when I see that I don't want to do anything more that will interfere with that I don't want to do anything that will grieve the Holy Spirit I don't want to do anything that's going to hinder these blessings flowing. I choose life. I choose life. I choose the blessing. Have you say amen to that? Come on, give Jesus praise for his word. Let's stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just open your arms, open your hearts. Just open your mind. Father, you gave me this assignment this weekend. and I believe by your grace, you've imparted within each one of our hearts what we needed to hear. I believe each and every person has heard this word today, that you would seal it in our hearts. That we would come to know you more and more. That we might know the width, the breadth, the depth, the height. To know this love. To know love. To know eternity. Every day, every day, we pursue. To walk closer with you. Let our every waking moment. Be aware of who you are. Show us your kingdom. Reveal to us your ways. Lead us in truth and righteousness. Say I receive the word of God. I receive what has been spoken. My mind might struggle with it, but I release that. And I allow faith to rise in my heart. For even at hearing this word, greater faith has come. I have faith. You are my God. (laughs) I can't even say that without... It's not just, you God. You are a whole, the everlasting. You are God. Not only that, you're my God. Family, imagine that. Just let your mind perceive that. The Creator that's always existed, He's your God. Not a religion. He's your Father. Say that, Father, El Olam, the Eternal God, the One Who Is, the Great I Am, he is my God. Let eternity flood you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just right now, release everything that would have hindered you from this. Say, Father, I've sinned. Everything I've done this week that would hinder your presence. I lay it down. I repent. I confess it as sin right now I'm forgiven I'm cleansed of all unrighteousness today I'm forgiven Holy Spirit fill me with an awareness of eternity guide my speech guide my decisions that I may fully please you you are you my God and I, I receive you in your fullness in Jesus' name.